How's it going, everyone? Derek from Make Media Studios, and this week's podcast is with Isaac Arias. He is a local cinematographer and photographer here based in Morgan Hill, where I'm at, and he uh, mostly does a lot of car and auto videography and photography. How's it going? Good, good. How about you? How are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. I, uh, I hit you up, man, because I, you know I'm always seeing your content, and I'm really enjoying it. I mean, your photography and yeah. your videos are looking really good, man. Thank you, thank you. What have you been? Um, what projects you working on recently? What you doing? Well, since all the virus stuff happened, it kind of like it slowed me down. I was supposed to be shooting in uh, Miami for uh, Rolling Loud, so I was supposed to be covering a lot of headliners like Travis Scott and stuff. Uh, oh wow! Because yeah, you do a lot of concert. May. Yeah, I just got into that like last in the not December September of last year. I got into it. It's a it's a funny story of how I got into it. How did how'd you get into it? Because I know you were shooting there in Oakland. I saw some of the stuff you were doing. Yeah. It was Oakland, right? So pretty much I, I really, really wanted to shoot one of their concerts. And like there there was always like uh, I was seeing young guys like in their 20s shooting for them. And I was like, OK, like, what the heck? How do we do this? Like I saw some guys that shoot music videos out here getting in like uh, they were getting in for doing um, what were they doing? They're doing photography. They were just camera op, like making their own little edits out of like the sets of that the artists were doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like wondering how they did it. So what I did is I went in one of their videos, like an after movie that they made for um, for uh, what was it for Miami for Miami okay. show because you know they're all around like the world now. And I was like, who like who's a part of this? And then it's funny because like in the car scene, I watched like a lot of like. Um, certain YouTubers and stuff that were like, they always caught my eye and I love their style of like film and all that. And you saw them. And I in saw that. one of them. I saw one of them and I was, his name was Mike Cosio and I was like, whoa, what? Like, no way. He shoots okay. all usually just cars, but he, I didn't know he shot, um, like concerts and all that stuff. So I was like, oh dang. So I, I tried getting a hold of a ton of people, like production company, like people that were uh -huh. like in the lines of Rolling Loud or that had covered it. And I was like, who did you guys talk to or who can I talk to if I'm, you know, I told my story and what I do and all that. And okay. uh, it was so funny because one guy, he's like, I, it was a company he had asked, he had told me like, he made these sculptures that they put all around like Rolling Loud, like all over like the floor. And okay. like there's like because they have like all these art things going on, and then like they have where's three rolling stages. where's rolling loud where's, what is that I don't know actually what it's that a, is it's a it's a concert that's a concert company they put on yeah they it's a concert company and they put on uh like the biggest rap festivals in the world so it's okay. it's crazy they're really big and um they just started like they started from the bottom in Miami I heard and they were just starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger and now they have like all like the latest rappers and all that like in one spot. So you can wow. you can go watch whoever is your favorite like at that time and it's from yeah. like twelve to twelve at ten ten like it's ten a or full day at night. It's its own yeah. festival all on its own. Yeah, all day and it's three stages. Like there's never a time throughout the day where it's just like, you know, it's not just dead. It's so cool. So I had always wanted to be a part of it. And then the day of uh, Oakland rolling loud. Okay. I got a call in the morning and they were it was a guy and he's like, Hey, are your name Isaac? And at the time, I only had like a, I had an A7S and a kit lens back, like back. I was like, oh no. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh shoot, there's no way. I was like, yeah, that's me. And they were like, uh, one of our guys is sick. Could you cover him? And I was like, what is it for? And they said, uh, he, he worked in like for the, for the company that did the sculptures, like all over, like rolling loud. If you guys, if you can get some clips of those and then do some of like the festival. 
And I was like, oh, dang, maybe. And in my head, I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe I can get in and probably, like, yeah. talk to way more people like that. So I was like, heck, yeah, let's do it. So I had some friends that lived here in Morgan Hill, and they were like, we're going to go. Do you want to ride? And I was like, heck, yeah, that'd be great. So then at that time, I wasn't thinking about everything else, like, gear-wise and everything. I was just like, oh, shoot, I'm going. Like, I, I, I'm just going to take what I got. Right. I just had the body, a kit lens, and, like, a 128-gigabyte card in my laptop. And I went and bought a 2-terabyte hard drive. Right. And I was like, I don't know how much date, like footage I'm building. I'm going to have to keep dumping and dumping. Right. And I was like, whatever, let's do it. So I just, got, I just went, and that's how I got in my first one. I was so inexperienced because, like, I, was, I, was, I came into that, like, scene with just that setup. And I'm walking around guys with just, like, reds and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, okay. So I made, I made, you know, I borrowed, actually, I borrowed a Ronin S at the time. Okay. And I was like, let's just rock like this. So I was getting yeah. shots like that. And I just, you know, you do all the footage for them and you get it to them. And I previewed some of it to them. And they were like, oh, this is great, you know. And then I was talking to more people in the media tent. And they were like, um, they are like, let's, um... Let's stay in contact. You know, we like, we love your work. And I was like, all right. Because I told him at the time, I was like, I can, you know, I can rent stuff if, if I'm going to be doing this. Like, I was yeah. all scared, you know, because I was like, oh, no. Like, I got called this so, morning. Yeah. I didn't have any of the equipment yeah, rented. Yeah, you know, all that yeah, stuff. yeah, seriously. And I never rented equipment either, like, at that time, because I was never, like, put against at it in a scene where everything's, like, so, like, high, you know. High you end. have to be on your, on your point. Yeah, right, on point. Right. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, that's, that's just proves that networking you know you just met people and saying yes to everything that's what i tell a lot of people when they're when they're first starting out like you want to just say yes to every gig you can don't yeah. worry about if you, your equipment wasn't up to par these other guys had you yeah. just said yes and you went <laughs> and you did the best yeah. you could do and they yeah. liked it and as long yeah. as they see that like motivation behind you they're yeah. gonna they're gonna call you back you know it's all about getting along with the people too like if you're there and yeah. you can and get along with people like you can yeah. you can conversate well and meet people and talk with people, so yeah. that works in I your was, favor. Yeah, I was talking to like, I I started because they were like we need help with some guys were in there and I you know some of them were like hey could you help me with this and that and I was like yeah and then you know I was like either holding a camera while they're building a rig and stuff like that right and I kind of got my knowledge in there as well like I tried learning as much that's when I started really soaking up like cinema setups and all that. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, what does that do? What's that for? All this and that learning lenses, what they do. Like it was just more, it just really came to me. Like you need to know about this stuff. If this is what you want to get into to be standing, like to be above mm -hmm. what, you know, this, the standard is anymore. Cause no one I, wants just the standard. I met you what a little bit before that then when I met yeah, you. you met me, you met me when I had, I think the a seven S I think. Yeah. Oh, no, I had an ACE. I don't know. I, I, don't know, I, I had the a seven S two and I was selling it. No, it was an R2. I bought one. It was, yeah, it was an R2 because I had an A7S, and I wanted an A7R2, that's why. Yeah, and then you and got the S2. Around. Yeah. That's, the, that's the S2 is a great camera. See, I would have had an I S2. Was, yeah, I probably would have stayed with it, but the R2 is just... Um, but that's funny. It was a mixed hybrid. Yeah, it was a great... That was a killer camera. I had it for a little while, and I was, I was loving it. But it's yeah. a funny story here. I'm going to tell my story now how I met you, right? Because, yeah. like, it was, I, I think it was hilarious. I... I, you know, I, I was trying to sell my camera, right? I put it online and I remember, I think mean, you probably found it on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. And I was in Morgan Hill and you hit me up and I was, I was expecting to sell my camera that day. You know, I went over there with my camera as well, you know, but you just wanted to see it. And I was just impressed that you like, you, you, you got me there to talk about my camera and you'd never seen one and, and got to play with it and you were and checking it out. And I thought that was really cool. And we, when we talked and you added me on Instagram and I started following what you were doing. 
and yeah, man, it's just a funny story how it just kind of you like, saw when I first started, yeah, yeah, when you first started, yeah. but it, dude, yeah. you're doing a lot of stuff now. Well, now it's like I'm like learning like everything. Like I've been pushing like with just friends and stuff. Like I had friends that have like dirt bikes and stuff, and I was like, yo, let me put like, cause after. After Los Angeles, I was seeing a lot of uh, Black Magic pocket cinema cameras. Yeah, and they're like, dude, like I was talking to the owners. I was like, how is that thing? Like it, it on. Like I was looking at, I was looking it up while I was there at the festivals because I was seeing it so much. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, these specs are crazy, you know. And I was like, this is a, that looks like a killer setup, dude. Like, yeah, how is it? And they're like, this is amazing. Like if you can't go and you know like drop all that money on like a red or anything, you know, like bigger setups, right. then. Get a black magic and go from there. And I was like, because it's got, it's got, it's got raw, right? You can shoot in raw. Yeah, you could change ISOs in post. Wow. And then, um, and then did you get the? That's what you have right there. Is that what you? So I, I picked up the the black magic, the uh, the 4K, and then I just rigged it out with like the 12 to 35, and then the Atomos monitor and V mount battery, just like your. Yeah, it's just That's all around. It's like, yeah, it holds one terabyte, you know, and then you could they're like T5s. They're 150 bucks. Like, that's killer. So started running stuff like that. And the minute I like I tried one of my friends first and um, once I saw it on the screen, like the film look, like film look yes. out of it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like. Mm-hmm. what the heck i want to get on that like i was looking at my sony at the time and i was like no way like i can't even get that close you know right. people are like you can run monitors and just get it you know you can get that 12 i think 12 bit you yeah, get 10, that 12 bit 10 bit 10 bit 10 bit, 10 bit. Yeah. yeah so these are these are 12 i think yeah 12 um, yeah i think so and i was like i was like that's the closest i think i can get in the price range i'm at you know mm-hmm. to getting a cinema camera and mm-hmm. i was like that looks amazing like just like when you even when you put it up to like clouds, like you could just see the like the colors and like the way the the depth it's just insane. You can drop so those, like, you can drop those highlights and you can see you get that dynamic you range. You get like a weird three D like effect out of the image. It's just so crazy. Like, yeah, you get the high dynamic sense. range. So you can see a lot of the things yeah. in the shadows and you can see a lot of things in the highlights and you can pull yeah. all that data back in yeah. post. Oh, I was new to all that. So when I was barely learning all that and I was like, why does this look so good? You know, I was like <laughs> tripping out. And so I watched all kinds of videos and I was like, that's the one for me. I think I'm going to just go for that one. So I sold all my Sony equipment, my gimbal, yeah, everything had I had at the time. You had yeah, the Ronin. I sold. You got rid of that? Yeah. I sold everything at the time and I was like, I need everything new. Like it just like, yeah. it like made me open. It just made me like realize what I want to do and what I needed the most. And I even got in contact with my friend, Mike, the one who uh, I saw that worked for the, like I got a little bit closer to him, like ever since LA, we talked a lot, you know, while we were mm-hmm. over there. And um, he was, he explained to me like what I should do and what do I like to do? What's the purpose of the rig and stuff? And mm-hmm. really just like told me what I needed, you know? So yeah. I just went from there and got everything uh, built up. And now you're, you're seeing the work you're liking uh, is what, yeah. That's, I've been wanting to do this whole time, and I just couldn't do it because I just never really had the right stuff I feel like I needed now. But well, I got there. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it took a little bit of time, but you pushed yourself to get to that equipment. I mean, yeah. sometimes you need that little extra. I mean, that's that Black Magic is something I've definitely looked into. I think it's a pretty cool camera. What Have you, have you seen, being that it's a micro four-thirds sensor because you have the 4K, mm-hmm. how's the bokeh? Like, do you get a good amount of blur with someone? Can you can when you get... I rock this yeah. this uh, Lumix twelve to thirty five four thirds? If you're punched in the thirty five, I it's yeah. beautiful. It's really nice. nice. I love it. How's and the low it's weird light? for me because I don't 
Is it good you know, with low I'm, light? Low light? I haven't really like pushed it. Yeah. In the, like you know, at night and stuff. Because you're using it mostly during it. the day. Yeah, and evenings and stuff. But right. like the way it handles high noise, like I put it up quite a bit at night. Even at even even when you're like pushing it, it's not that bad. It hides it so good. Like I've I've done that a lot, like during sunset, and I I don't know. I love what are you it. pushing the ISO it, to? Uh, like thirty two hundred. Sixteen. I go sometimes. I go higher. Yeah, probably about sixteen. I think. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, I think I've done sixteen. Um, I do that with my Sony. The A7 III is really good with low light. That's one thing I really like about the Sony. Even though I can't, I understand that cinematic look with the RAW is really nice. I just, I get those low light opportunities with my A7 III a lot. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, which direction I'm going to go cinematic wise because I do like the Sony, the Sony stuff. I really do. The Black Magic. When it look comes really to the. Cool. Yeah, when it comes to the um, like the car stuff, when we want to yeah. get like rollers and stuff, I really wish I had my A7S back. Yeah. Because I have to rig up a full-on follow focus to this. You don't yeah. get autofocus on these. Right. It's, it's something I had to get used to, but now I'm like loving it because how more how much more like creative I can get with it. It's yeah, absolutely. Silly. Yeah. And if you get a follow focus on there, and you got yeah. like, and it, it, I mean, if you had the right situation and you were at a point where you can have a follow for like a second, a first AC. And there's an actual yeah. person wirelessly doing your focus for you. So that's just, great. Just yeah. So just yesterday, I actually did that. Yeah. I shot. I've been, well, I'm. I've been doing like a. My friend's Lamborghini. He has a Huracan, and we're trying to get more rolling shots done. So I'm actually going again on Tuesday okay. to get to finish this shoot off. But um, we've been using uh, the Tilta Nucleus Nano. Yeah, those and, are good. Uh, I've been running like a, a 25 foot HDMI because we haven't got the the wireless uh, setup. Yeah, y- yeah, because we're gonna do that, but not yet. Um, and he's got your monitor. Like, are you just you you take your monitor off of your camera and so, then he's running the monitor with the nucleus? So I could I set up the settings on the camera, uh-huh. you know, like right there, like on the camera, because I have the whole car mount set up. Yeah, and uh, we're pretty soon we're doing the whole shock arm, like the. Uh-huh. the arm. Yeah. Where the camera hangs on it. So we're doing that, but not yet. Um, we just have a shock absorbing plate on there. Okay. And then we just put the gimbal on top of that. And underneath all that is a car suction mount, a three point with the security straps holding it down. So then we run that long HDMI from the camera, a super long one. So it doesn't, you know, like there's a lot of, mo- it, the whole camera can move, you know, you got to give right. it a lot of free space so it's not pulling. And then we run it inside the car to the screen. And then I made this little controller out of a whole ton of rig parts so I can hold so that. Not me, but my friend uh, Hunter can hold the um, the screen and have the okay. uh, the focusing right there, the tilta, the not the tilta, is it tilta? Yeah, yeah it's the a nucleus tilta. nano. Yeah, it's yeah. tilta. Yep, so right. he does that while I I have my phone and I look at the screen and I can move my phone and the gimbal moves with my phone. He just picked up the Crane 3S Pro. Yeah, that thing's awesome. So we've been we just started using that. So I'm gonna start like showing so you're, a lot of you're what using that thing your phone do. to wirelessly move it. So however you move the I phone, can move the phone, it moves the gimbal. That's yeah, so crazy. I just look at the I just look at the screen now, and then I go from there. Nice. Yeah. And dude, I've, and never, it I've also never mounted has a rotation. I've never mounted a camera to a car. How is that? Yeah. I mean, how is that three point uh, suction? It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's always it's always my camera going on that car because <laughs> I'm always like the one that's like I don't like just go for it. I right. want those shots. Like, yeah. I I I put my camera out windows. If you've seen that dirt bike short I mm-hmm. did, so I I do every like I just go like crazy. With it. The the know. camera is a tool, and and a lot yeah. of people that get scared to put their camera in situations that not get the shot. 
I'm always yeah. been that one that's been like, no, you gotta. It's it's a tool to get the shots. You have to put it in those situations that that are risky. Yeah. But as long as you have the safety devices, you say you have a safety strap strapped to the car, yeah. right? And the I do two point, of them. Yeah. Two of them. So is that two of them? Then suction mounts on top of that. You doing this on the like, hood of the car? So you could do it on the hood, <clears throat> or you could do it like on the trunk if it, if the trunk's big enough of a car. Okay. And then pretty soon it really does. It's not going to matter because once we have that arm, it's going to hang off of the vehicle drop down and then we're good we're gonna be running the right. wireless uh video and then you know the video feed straight to the screen which is gonna connect mm -hmm. and then i want to do the cine 7 have you seen that the small hd it's a yeah. big yep. it's a yeah so i'm gonna get that that's one i plan on getting because that thing's fat cool. <laughs> so yeah. once i do that and then run the wireless feed and then have the i'm gonna try and see if i can get the the nucleus i think it's the m where yeah, it's the two handles and then uh, uh -huh. mount it on each side of the screen so you could just do it that way. And right, and then you could do your focus, you can do your zoom. And you could do, yeah. Right, if you have yeah. a zoom lens, so, and you can put both yeah. those on there. Yeah, I've used the nucleuses myself with um, the reds. That's what I've used those before. Yeah. I want to set one of those up, whatever my next rig is. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a little addicted to autofocus. Most cinematographers <laughs> love manual focus, and I do, but I don't have another person with me usually that can pull focus for me, and I don't have those tools. Oh, yeah. So like with my Sony a7 III, with like the acting stuff that I'm doing, I just yeah. found the ability to make, because I, I record through a um, Atmos 5 recorder, right? Yeah. So I have an external recorder. I'm using the Atmos, like you have the Shogun, I think, right? No, that, right now we just have the Shinobi. The little Shinobi. Shinobi, right. So it's just a yeah. monitor, right? And then the Ninja V. Yeah, so I have yeah. the Ninja V, and so I'm getting that 10-bit color outside of the a7 III through that. Yeah. And, then, and that's um, great for your camera, yeah. Then, but what's great is I get that face tracking. If you're if you're in yeah. 4K and you're not recording internally into the A7 III, you get face tracking. So it oh. tracks faces. So I, I can, when I do interviews now, when I'm doing this shot right now, it's all on autofocus with face track. So that's pretty yeah. cool. And like the FX9, which is what I'm really interested in, um, that has some incredible autofocus. Now, I don't want to always yeah. be reliable on just autofocus. I want to have the manual focus set up eventually yeah. with the nucleus and all that to be able to go that way because yeah. um, then you have more control in those artsy things like you're talking about. Yeah, all those like crazier shots. Like now, like when I go back and do another concert, I'll probably rock this setup uh -huh. with the 24 to 70 and I'm not running no like follow focus. I'm just by hand. I love by hand now. Yeah. Like just... I love that with the little focus, the little gear mm -hmm. that can go on it. Yeah, I love that setup. That setup's sweet. I've seen guys running the reds like that out there, which because you can run the most minimalist setup with just a handle, mm -hmm. the screen, and then just the camera and you know your lens. So yep, and it's that's and it's my, nice. You got control. Yeah, I want that little focus wheel on the side. If you have that focus yeah. wheel, you're all good. My problem is that one's yeah. Well, my one of my lenses, I have the Tamron twenty eight uh -huh. to seventy five. That's the lens yeah. I'm rocking. I use the most. The problem yeah. is, is the focus wheel is like, you know, an infinity focus wheel where it continues. That's how spin. these are. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of unreliable sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can't pull that well, right? You can't, yeah. you, you, if you go to a certain spot too fast or too slow, it changes how yeah. quick or slow it focuses. That's why I want to get I some always, prime lenses. I'm always on this. I'm always on this lens. Like, yeah, I learned this lens. I feel like I've adapted to this lens and it's yeah. an infinite, like it's an infinity. So I know like. If I'm at a certain type of like distance with someone, yeah. I can already know how like far to go back pretty good just off of like muscle memory of right. where to go. Right. So I've learned and I've adapted to it. So I feel pretty comfortable with it. Like I could do running gun stuff just like handheld stuff. I feel fine, you know. Yeah. I, I would love to get a I would love to get a lens. Sony. 
I would love to get a lens that doesn't, the focus wheel stops. It has hard yeah. stops. Because if it has hard when stops, I, then yeah. it's repeatable better. Yeah. What I usually do too is if I don't mind having a bit of a zoomed in image or if I really want that, I'll rock a Canon 24 to 70, the f2.8. Yeah. And those are, I think those stop. I know the 1635 does for sure. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if the 24 to 70 stops, but it, I'm I think it does. Sure if it does. it's a Canon lens, yeah. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. And that, that's a great amazing. lens. And you have it on the micro four thirds, so yeah, you are punched in a little bit. Um, but I mean, at a concert, that gives you that, you know, almost like oh, 100 yeah. mil distance to look at and then you're probably They're at pretty like, like, like a 50. Yeah, unless you really want to be like on the stage and get the whole crowd and like your artists in, you know, in frame, then yeah. I'd say like what we have to cuz we have to run the 12 to 35 because that's like the 16 to 35, I think. Yeah. I don't so know what the yeah, I'm assuming that's that. why they did that. I'm assuming that's why they did that. Yeah. Uh but I if I really don't mind like the punched in image and if I'm in like the pits or something and I want to get those facial shots slow mo or something then yeah mm -hmm. 24 to 70 and a side shot get crowd stuff like I have a friend that jumps in the crowds with his red his the scarlet yeah and he's over there with the whole fat he has the yeah. I forgot they're called I think it's called like a shark fin or it's something like that where it's like these dual batteries it looks fat on the red right. he has to hold it like this and he's getting shots of like the crowd in the mosh pit it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's so a lot of weight. Like, Dang. You gotta yeah, have, he's, you gotta he, he jumps fences with it too. He's crazy. I was like, whoa. So, so I wanted to ask you how you met like a lot of these people because um, you, you, with, with your car stuff, at least, I mean, some people out there are probably interested in getting into that automobile world of you know filmmaking and photography. How did you start meeting these people? I started covering car shows uh, in Santana Row. You okay. know, we're uh, right there in Santa Clara. So yep. um, I like I was shooting cars down there, like the high-end cars back then. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't even know how to shoot them. Honestly, I would just roll up with the little like Zion crane, I think. Okay. And I was just like getting shots, like and photos. Yeah. And uh, I would show it to the owners and stuff. And they're like, "Oh, these are great!" Like they would love them. <laughs> and yeah. So exactly. I was like, "All right, yeah, thank you, thank you." So I I was all happy because of that. But I just kept like I kept doing that. I kept shooting friends' cars. I kept yeah. shooting short little film stuff like of my friends. I would always have a camera in my hand, whether it be my phone or a little Canon T3i back in the day when I was in high school. And yeah. I used to shoot. I also used to shoot for school like uh, football and stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of guys who had cars, so I was like, "Would you guys? You guys want some photos or something?" And they would always say, "Yeah," because no yeah. one out here I feel like was just like they weren't doing it at the time. It wasn't like a. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't seeing it a lot. So I started doing it. And then, I don't know, it's really, I've seen a lot more people start doing cars, like shooting cars, like recently. It just, it shot up. Like there's a lot of videographers and photographers now. But that's yeah, honestly like how I kept, um, that's how I kept gaining my connections more and more and more. Like friends had friends and friends had friends, you know, that's yeah. just how it went. And that's, that's kind of how I did it with that and with everything else. Um, and then obviously as gear and as I watch more people, I, you know, my mind got great, like bigger on mm -hmm. what I want to do and how I want to shoot stuff, what I need, how you can't just do a run and gun at whatever location and make it look cool. You got to plan a location. You have yep. to plan the certain type of day for day, like the sunlight. How do you want it? Yep. And then your camera settings and learn your camera to the max potential before you like get another camera. Right. You know? So that's kind of how I... I got up there more and more and more. Yeah. Our internet is our internet is jumping out right here. And can you see me? Is it? I can see you. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. It's it's picking back up. We're a little yeah. pixelated. But anyways, 
Um, no, I can hear you though, so it's it's fine. Um, what were your? Okay. Where did you? Um, so you're learning all this stuff. You, you, you said you met some people on on um, those concert sets that taught you a lot with their cameras. You met them. But before that, were you using, like, YouTube? Or how are you learning your... I'm all self-taught, yeah. So YouTube is all I ever used. Like, back when I had the Sonys and everything, I was learning how to do... Like, I was learning... I Like, it's funny, but I was learning ISOs, what not to do in right. certain situations, apertures, like what lenses are amazing, like great for what, you know, like certain type of shots I want. How much bokeh do you want? Right. Um, what else? Mm, shutter speeds, like all the basic stuff I kind of like learned off YouTube and stuff. And then as I got more and more into the tools, like the gimbals and stuff, what are great ways to hold it? What are great ways to walk with them? Right. Like all that. Different cinematic like, angles to get with yeah. your gimbal, stuff like that. Like now, like with that new gimbal that came out, that, that crane, yeah. like, what is it? The crane 3S, that yeah. thing. I love POV mode. That is my favorite. Yeah. So POV mode, basically, it's like you move and however you move the gimbal, the whole camera will move like a glide cam. Right. And if you go, if you go up and down, you could do a wave and you can also turn it. So it's like, right. a, it's like having like a, it's like having a straight up glide cam on you. Right. So that's uh, I plan on doing a lot more stuff like soon actually, but I'm just waiting for the virus to. I've talked about this on my podcast before, and one of my big things I want to get that crane, and then you yeah. put that crane on a glide cam. Yeah, we're we're waiting to get the um we got the whole like chest part like right. for it with the little arm and everything. So and it has right. the handle on the side too to walk with it. Right. So I'm trying to get all, I'm trying to do all that too. Um, Cause I want to do more like films with more dialogue and scripts. I have a whole short film coming out. I want to do not like a short film, but I want to do like a couple episodes of something soon. I'll talk to you about that soon. All right, but buddy. all right. I already well, have. I, don't, like, I need uh, to get you out to one of these. Um, so I'm not sure. I have to send you the link. So Giggly Dickens is the group that yeah. I film for, and we do um, shorts and stuff like that. And they're based out of Hollister. Uh, mm -hmm. We just filmed two days, the last two days down in Big Sur. We do like a Jurassic Park thing. It's like our episode, our second episode of it. But um, I'll have to get you on set with me. I would love it if you want to come along for one of the shoots and maybe we even film it with your Black Magic and just to yeah. test it out and see how it is. Um, yeah. It'd be a cool like experience so I can see how that camera performs in that cinematic world that I'm doing with my friends. Oh, uh, yeah. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I'm down. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, what... um. Let's see here. You're you, you, give give some tips to people out there that are, um, you know, just starting out, and you know where you were a couple years ago when you were still in high school and you were just starting out. What what do you um what do you want to tell them when it comes to getting into this creative world? To okay, so I'll start like I, I'll start with photography and then get into videography. Uh, with photography, I kind of started with the basics. Your basic uh, shutter speed chart, ISO chart. You ever seen those? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Where it shows you're, like your triangle. Yeah, pretty much. Your so I got into those. Triangle. Yeah, so I learned those, and then um, I actually got that idea from a photo teacher at Sobrato. He uh, nice. he told me he's like, if you want to get into like photography at that next, you know, like that higher level, you got to learn like the basics first, and then go from there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, all right. So I learned that, and then I also learned at the time I was trying to learn film and stuff. So I didn't, I couldn't fully get into it, uh, but like. I want to learn that more uh, film, like getting in the film, because uh, my buddy yeah. that I told you earlier, uh, Mike, Mike Cosio, he has a, um, I don't know if you ever seen a Canon 310 XL. They're like, mm -hmm. they're old film cameras. So those original film looks you get with all the burns, and it's actually like, 
flipping yep. through that he uses that in the concerts and stuff too so it That's is crazy. sweet he has all that on like all that at the same time while he's shooting you definitely have to know your exposure and your shutter and your iso you got to know those are hit and miss cameras it's crazy i've never like yeah. it's that's the that's the old way of doing it so it's pretty cool i saw that in the works too and i was like whoa so i learned that and then it's i'm trying to remember <laughs> Shoot, it's been it's been a while um yeah. after that i just i kept just testing it you know like just practicing at all the mm -hmm. sports events and everything at the, that the school was having rallies um yeah. all that that's all i was doing messing around with friends like learning light lighting and all that so we would always do photo shoots and stuff or while we're just messing around i would always just mess around with friends yeah. with the camera in their face all the time that's what practice, i practice 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 yeah always keep i learning. lived that's off of just practicing yeah that's all you got to do and then you can learn yep. your own styles once you get into like Adobe and get your, your suit going, like your Lightroom and stuff. You can start doing stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's basically how I did it. When I started learning uh, split, uh, I think it's, what is it? Split tuning or it's split tone, split tone. Yeah. So, yep. See, I don't remember, I, don't, I literally, I don't even remember like the little names of each little like slider. I just know what I have to go to now. Like that's literally where I'm at. Like I right. go in and I just, it's just like memory to me now of what I want to do. And I just go through it. Yeah. Right. And then so you went into videography. So you're saying, tell people to maybe learn photography first. Yeah. Cause you, you want to learn your camera and what it could do. And then you'll have an understanding of what your settings are going to be like, you know, for other jobs. Right. So you, you, when you pull out, like, go into video mode, you'll know about your exposures, your apertures, like, your, your aperture, your ISO, and your shutter, because you have to learn about all that to get into video. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I got to say for that. Just practice and learn your camera, whatever you choose. Get, you know, invest, too. Invest into, like, a good camera if you want, like, a certain type of quality out of it, you know? Just yep. pick, your, pick your weapon, <laughs> pretty much. That's what I always say. Um, for videography, it's pretty much the same thing, but uh, it depends. What do you want to shoot? You know, like what are you right. gonna shoot? Are you gonna just shoot stuff like, like what do you like? You usually shoot like films and stuff, so you see a lot of different gear and everything from like mean like my my money making side of the house for me. I I do corporate, right? I do a lot of corporate videos. I'm working with like tech companies, stuff like that. So you got CEOs. the lighting going, the stands, uh, microphones. Have, I, I, Yep. Uh, all that good stuff. See, I, I, I need to get. In. I love that. That's that's dope. That's yeah, yeah. Dope. But I mean, you. But you're doing more artsy. Uh, yeah, I go you know, solo, one man sometimes. Uh, just running gun stuff, messing around with my in friends. In a way, it's like a B-roll story. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I love getting right. those crazy. Like, I want to pull you into each one of my films, like more and more with how I shoot things, crazier angles. Um, yep. Just, I like to keep the mind going. I want to just keep you like in keep watching what I what I'm putting out I don't like those just like whatever little shots you know like I, I don't know I yeah. like want to change it up like seriously because that's that's what pulls right. in more and more people you know so yeah. um uh for video for video Dep yeah it depends I don't know I kind of like I blinked out for a second <laughs> you're good I mean yeah you're right you need to know what you want to shoot you, yeah. I mean, you're a car enthusiast, right? You enjoy vehicles. And I love cars. automotive so, I mean, stuff. That, yeah, I got Nissan exactly. Repost so and for stuff you, it too. makes sense, right? That's what you film. You film car stuff. So in a way, t you know, find something that you enjoy that you want to document, right? If you have friends that make, you know, me, I have friends that make uh, narrative work, and we film that and have fun making little YouTube shorts. I also film corporate stuff because I mean, I needed to pay the bills, and I met people that 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 wanted me to do that. 
So I guess just find your niche. Yeah. You found yours. Find your... <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying. Hey, man, it was really nice talking to you today. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to see more of what you're doing. Uh, I want to get you on a shoot with me so we can all, you know, film together sometime. That'd be yeah. great. Um, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Um, we're going to plug your stuff. Everything's going to be down in the link below so people can check out your productions because I know you have your personal Instagram yeah. and then you have Photo your productions. One, and then I have the YouTube. Yeah. The YouTube's where I kind of like put all the films in the full quality so everyone could see it on bigger screens. Right. Instead of the and then so people, people can follow you, check out what you're doing. And, um, and I guess that's it. We're going to say goodbye. Thank you very much, Isaac. Thank you. Yep. You have a great day. Uh, all right, man. This is another podcast. Out.